cliffcentral.com. Let's get into some finance, some economics, some of the stuff that actually matters. Selejo is here. How are you, Selejo Tsatsi? Nice very to good. See you, How are you, Gary? Yeah, good. Yeah. Very, very good. We haven't seen you for a while. So have you got any updates for us? You're not like married with eight children or anything yet? <laughs> not that I know of, okay, but you good. know, yeah. <laughs> One day someone's going to pop up. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, though, no, the official <laughs> statement is no. All right. What so tell us, mean? <laughs> are, you, are you also in a panic about coronavirus? Because the markets obviously are. Yeah, I, I think the markets increasingly are starting to price in quite a negative uh, economic outlook for this year. Is uh, that because of the, the long tail of what coronavirus is going to do when t- people are canceling travel arrangements, it's affecting production, it's got manufacturing trade. jobs, you know, slightly stifled. It, so they're saying that this is obviously as a result of, of this initial panic, which may or may not result in any real world damage in terms of the number of people dying. Yes, I think that that's uh, puts it perfectly in the sense China's been shut down for a month and a half, so Exactly, and China has really uh, been the source of economic growth globally. They make our stuff. Yeah. Um and I think even if even if there isn't a major um impact in terms of uh I suppose uh, fatalities mm. um when we get to the end of the year, the government response is is really going to affect economic growth anyways. And obviously people are Concerned because this could hamper an otherwise booming world economy. Because really, we in South Africa have seen none of the advantage and the benefit of the of the current state of the world economy because we've been run into the ground really by a government that's made some very poor decisions leading up to very recently. But internationally, things have been on the up and up, and now suddenly the brakes are on because of Corona. Yes, it's been over 10 years of uh, economic expansion, the longest uh, in history, certainly for the states. Um, The last decade had uh, no recession, no months of recorded recession, which is uh, a record uh, for the first time. And you're right, we've missed out on all all of that due to our own goals, unfortunately. So what do you think is going to happen? Is this going to be a, a little bit of a V and it'll recover quickly or do you think it's going to take much longer? Honestly, I don't know. No. I have zero. See what idea. use are you at all? Have you got loo paper at home and hand sanitizer? I, I, I saw I saw a tweet. Apparently, people are stocking up. I, oh yes, I, I, I haven't done that myself. I think if you're in the toilet paper manufacturing oh, business right this now, this is your time. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is a boom time for you. But you don't have any predictions on that. So, what do you think we need to do in order to look after our money? If you do have money invested anywhere, what's the best place to have it? So I think the big thing is not being exposed to companies with large amounts of debt on their balance sheets because we could get into a situation now where earnings come under pressure and uh, companies aren't able to pay those large debt balances. Hmm. Uh, I think that's number one, looking uh, avoiding cyclical companies. So a lot of the companies in the resources sector are under pressure. Commodity prices are uh, coming under pressure. I would look to reduce exposure in those those types of sectors. Where where would you go? I mean, there are only a few places. A lot of people run to gold, and we know Anthea is very bearish about gold. She says it's for pirates. <laughs> but a lot of people run to gold when they're worried and when the markets are unstable. So that's obviously something that a lot of people will do. What else would they do with their money? 
I'll I'll try to use I would have a have a shopping list of sorts. So I'll have a watch list of companies that I've always wanted to own um and have price levels at which to uh, to get in into those companies. Mm-hmm. So look for high return on capital companies. Uh I mean the the Nasdaq in the U, the US has been on a tear for the last 10 years. Um and so valuations there are stretched and I'd look I'd look within that um the technology sector in the states for for big pullbacks uh, because I think a lot of those and, are- and if there was a big pullback that might be an opportunity to buy yes mm-hmm. yes okay all right so let's get back to the news of today um, there's obviously a lot going on where do you want to start do you want to start off with uh, South Africa and our our technical recession uh, yes let's start there so. Uh, in in 2019, we grew by 20 basis points or 0.2%. As you said, we've entered a recession for the second time in two years. So um, as we mentioned earlier, we've decoupled from the rest of the world in terms of gl- uh, global growth. Uh, global growth for the rest of the world has been pretty decent over the last couple of years, but uh, due to our power issues, our governance issues, we've obviously not enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Um, so in the, in the fourth quarter, we went backwards by 1.7%. Uh, which was quite a, a big miss versus expectations of being down by just 0.2%. And it was rather broad-based. Uh, so there wasn't any particular uh, individual sector that uh, took the the brunt of that pain. Okay. Uh, would you Would you tell us quickly about some bank results as well? Because I know that there's a lot going on there. Yes. Yeah, so we had Standard Bank and Ned Bank reporting. Uh, Ned Bank had their headline earnings per share down by 7%. <laughs> Uh, Standard Bank had their headline earnings up by uh, 5% uh, at a group level. Um, NetBank's results obviously were worse uh, received than Standard Bank's. Sure. Um, Standard Bank… Do we know why they, they were down 7%? So their, their d- defaults and impairments rose quite significantly. Um, and I, I think it's been – it's generally being seen as one of the, the less well-run banks at the moment, uh, if, you, if you can sure. uh, put it that way. Um, but I also think, look, this is a difficult economy to to be in banking in. So I, I do think we need to acknowledge that that as well. Um, okay. there, there were a slew of SA Inc., if you can call it that, results last week, um, and I think I think these two results from the banking sector are kind of um, illustrative of of how difficult it is to actually grow in this economy. But Standard Bank managing to increase by 5% global, I mean, in terms of their group stuff, that must mean that they've got some interests offshore or that they're managing it better here. Which, which is it? Yes, yeah, so they, they do have interests offshore, uh, which actually, so they have a, a joint venture um, that actually was, uh, I suppose, a source of pain for, for them over this period. Um, so that, that JV had quite a big loss uh, over the period. But yes, they do, they, they're more exposed than, than their peers to the rest of Africa or okay. uh, ex South Africa. Uh, yeah, so they do have that. All right. Well, let's talk about Bidvest because they also brought out their results. Uh, how, how's Bidvest looking? It's a big range of companies inside of that group. Yes, very diversified business, seen as a, a high-quality defensive business. And a lot of investors have looked to almost hide in Bidvest uh, while South Africa is still uh, struggling to grow. Uh, Bidvest, if you exclude extraordinary or special items, was, was up by 0.1%. So hardly any movement at all yeah so essentially flat um they've been it's been a few years where bidvest has really just been hasn't been growing that much on the top line or in terms of sales and it's just been very efficient uh, cost management have they acquired a lot of new businesses in the last year 
They have been acquisitive uh, over the last couple of years, so that's a, a big part of Bidvest, obviously. Um, and I suppose with valuations being where they are, they'll be looking to continue to do that. Um, I think I think it'll be difficult if if growth doesn't pick up, which it doesn't look like it's going to locally for. Mm. Uh, for Bidvest to maintain or grow earnings in this this environment, but it is seen as a, a defensive, um, I suppose, hideaway stock. Well, certainly you're not going to lose necessarily, but by these standards, you're not going to grow enormously either. No. no. Okay, so it's just almost a safe haven. All right, let's look at Into. Yeah, so Into is a, a retail property company. They're listed uh, in Johannesburg and in London, and they were down 60%. What are like shopping malls and things? Yes, yes, okay. retail, uh, shopping malls. Down 60% for the week? Yes, so... They were unable to raise, uh, they were unable to raise about one, uh, they were targeting 1.3 billion pounds. Yeah. Uh, they have just over 4 billion pounds of debt, so they need to raise capital to address that. And unfortunately, investors are obviously a bit jittery at the moment. They weren't, uh, were not up for that, if, if you can put it that way. Sure. And, and the, the shares now being, or has been for some time being priced as if uh, there's the possibility of shareholders getting wiped out. Okay. All right, well, that's not great news for them. OPEC, um, we know that OPEC meet and then they decide, uh, thumbsack, what are we going to make the price of oil? Yes. Uh, but there are all kinds of… They just thumbsack. Well, they <laughs> that's do. how they yeah. get to it. Right, they used to. Now they actually have to take into consideration all kinds of other global effects and features. But um, are they being affected by any of this corona stuff? Yes, absolutely. So… To take it a step back and look at Friday, uh, the Brent crude oil price was down about 9% to $45. Mm-hmm. And that was because on Friday, OPEC Plus, which is OPEC Plus Russia, met and they could not come to an agreement to to further cut oil supply or oil production. And due to coronavirus, oil demand is obviously under a lot of pressure. So the market was really hoping for a, a substantial cut to to address that. Okay. So Brent crude was down 9%. Now, in, re- in response, so to take it, sorry, one step back, Russia did not want to cut because they are viewing this as an opportunity to, to drive out U.S. shale production. Mm-hmm. So shale production in the U.S. has been growing Quite consistently over the last few Are years. Are you talking about fracking? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, shale and fracking, hydraulic frac- fracturing, mm-hmm. and uh, th- that's taking market share away from Russia and from OPEC. But it's more expensive to do fracking than it is to take the oil out of the ground in Saudi Arabia, right? Yes, so yes. So what they want to do then is drive the price down to a point where they can make a profit, but where the, the, the shale and fracking guys can't. Exactly. That's that's exactly it. Russia. And so, in response now, Saudi Arabia or reports uh, that we're getting out of Saudi Arabia is that they they themselves are now going to increase production um, b- because we haven't reached an agreement. So they had about nine point seven million barrels a day now, and there's talk of them going to eleven. Hmm. Uh, so Brent crude this morning is down about thirty uh, percent. That's three zero. We're at 30, I lost, I saw $32 a barrel. And in terms of South African investors, the, the big company obviously that this affects is Sassel. Yes. And they're already in a difficult situation. Yes. So this is, uh, uh going from out of the frying pan into the fire. Sassel yeah. was down 14% last week. And the, the big worry is their balance sheet. 
Cecil has about 140 billion rand of, of net debt. And they, they've been building this big project in, in the United States. And they had communicated to the market that, uh, at, at below 800, bar- 800 rand per barrel, mm-hmm. their balance sheet starts to come under pressure. And we're well below that now. We, um, last I checked, we're in the about we're in the six hundreds uh, sure. in terms of rand per barrel. So that I th- that'll, that's a share that will definitely come under significant pressure this morning. Okay, then we've got to look at Anglo American Platinum, and I'm very aware of us running out of time here, so I want to look at them and then the Federal Reserve, which has cut, cut interest rates in the U.S. by fifty basis points. That happened on Tuesday last week. But let's talk about Anglo American Platinum quickly. What happened there? Yes, so Amplats declared force majeure because they had an explosion at their converting uh, facility. Uh, what is pro- that? Is that where they they stop their trading? Uh, that, that's where they process. Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying when you declare a oh, force majeure. Oh, yes. Sorry, sorry, my mistake. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's where you tell customers you can't deliver on, oh. on on what you've agreed to. What a great term! See, is going to start using it inappropriately <laughs> all around the office. He's going to declare his force majeure. <laughs> all right. So, so in other words, they suspend production, um, and this this happened because of an explosion. Was anyone killed? Uh, thankfully not. Okay. So they're actually still producing, but they, they're not able to process what they produce. Oh. Yes. And platinum is all about processing because you've got huge amounts of rock and earth that have to be put through machines before you find a little bit of platinum. Yes. And the, so the, the significance here is that Amplats is about 6% of global platinum. Uh, or or the, what they're going to reduce is about 6% of global platinum supply and about 3% of palladium supply. Mm. And so for the other platinum miners, this was uh, fortunate news, if you can call it that, because platinum supply should decrease and PGM prices should rise quite So in strongly. other words, demand goes up. Yes, you have you have lower supply. Um, in other words, price goes up. Yeah, price, price should okay. go up. Well, then that's probably not bad for all the other platinum producers yes they were up over t- most of them up over 10 percent <laughs> on friday that's amazing huh <laughs> one one of the dogs in the pack breaks their leg and the other dogs go for it and savage <laughs> it <laughs> it's just horrible okay then what does this federal reserve cut mean um they've cut it by 50 basis points and this is something trump's been agitating for for a long time is this a good decision does it help the u.s economy is it going to give it an injection of some kind uh, so I think it shows that the Fed is obviously very worried about the first, first of all, the global economy and secondarily the U.S. economy. The last time that they cut by fifty basis points in between meetings was uh, during the financial crisis over ten years ago. And globally, we are in a, a cutting cycle again. Canada cut by fifty basis points the next day. And what's interesting this time is that globally, interest rates are already near zero. Hmm. So it's the the ability of monetary stimulus to have an effect on the economy, you would think, uh, is a bit more reduced than it was 10 years ago. But what does this mean if you are an investor, that, that you're going to get a, a lower return on your investment because the interest rate's been cut? Yes. So, f- What is it at at the moment? Um, so if you look at the U.S. 10-year yield, par- uh, partially also due to concerns about the global economy and coronavirus, it's now at an all-time low. Last I checked, of about half a percent. Um, oh wow! So if you if you hold that for ten years, you'll earn half a percent a year. Um, essentially, you you not it's it's uh, it's return free risk is the the phrase people use sure. instead of risk free return. That's unbelievable. So there's probably millions of places that you'd rather put your money than in the bank in the U.S. Yes. Sure. Okay. It's almost the opposite problem we have. 
Yes, yes. If you did have money here, you would put it in the bank. <laughs> well, at very least. Yeah, our, our uh, fixed income rates are actually relatively attractive. Okay, um, that's very interesting stuff. You've given us a lot to chew on. Thank you very much, Sileho. Pleasure nice as always. Nice to see you, man. Good. All right, there's Sileho Tsatsi, and that's the money shot for this Monday morning. Cliffcentral.com.